Welcome to the Amateur Milf Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Sinead and Rosie, and we are just trying. Just trying. Join us on a journey from positive pregnancy tests through to school and beyond as we try to untangle all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. We are average non-famous mums who live average non-famous lives. Although if we get famous, we're not complaining and perhaps in 2024 we'll stop taking long unexplained hiatuses because we will have PAs to manage our schedules for us. At this point, I'd just like to say, like, nobody fucking pays us. Yeah, no, nobody does. <laughs> We're not being paid a wage for this. I don't know if anyone knew, but, like, no one's paying us. We're not being paid by Spotify we to, do this for our wisdom. We do this out of the goodness of our own hearts. Exactly. H- Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. We're now in 2024, which is wild because that means we're living in the future. What do you mean? <laughs> I just every every year we get deeper in the into the twenty twenties. I'm like, oh, this is the future. There was a meme, wasn't there, about the nineteen twenties and how it's the twenty twenties now, and like someone saying about the twenties and, and being like, um, the we, Great Depression, the Great Depression, like women <laughs> women's rights being taken away from them, <laughs> and like no one's got any money. It's basically that, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite sad. I don't know. I think maybe because because I was born in the early 90s and I started sort of was growing up in the early 2000s Mm. like 2020 always seemed like so far into the future we'd be we'd be living in on Mars and now we're in like 2024 and um it's worse it's worse actually economically financially uh no culturally getting about on a hoverboard and no no one can afford hoverboards no we can barely afford to buy like electric cars shoes (laughs) shoes we can only afford to buy shoes off vintage which they're now going to fucking taxes on i mean oh my goodness me happy new year happy new year everybody can you tell that we're in great (laughs) moods after the relaxing christmas break um, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I don't do. I personally don't like doing them. And for about this is this is what a prick I am. Throughout all of my time at university, I made it a point for when people to say said, "What's your New Year's resolution?" I would just say, "Drink and smoke more." <laughs> just to piss people off. I was that guy. Such a dick, Rosie. What, what a dick move. Just drink and smoke more. I'm going to drink and smoke more. That's my New Year's resolution. Fuck you. Um, but uh, that's not my New Year's resolution this year. But I don't think I have one. My New Year's resolution is to look after myself better. That's a really good one. Uh, so far, I have not made, <laughs> not made much progress in that endeavour. Did you think any more about it? Did you just say, I'm going to look after myself more, and then that was it? Or did you write any notes? I wrote, like, pages and pages did of you? notes. I was like, like, affirmations. I was like, I'm going to go for nice walks. I'm going uh-huh. to... Ha- Sorry, let's do this step by step. Have you been on any walks? Yes. Where? Nice walks? Not really nice walks. Just okay. walks. Just walk. Oh, you have to be having walks. Yeah. Okay, tick. Next one. Uh, I was going to start doing stretching daily. Have you done that? Twice. Twice. It's now, hang on, what's the date? The 14th of January. And you've stretched twice. Good. Mm -hmm. That's once a week, though, isn't it? Yeah. So I was going to start getting more sleep. Uh, Also hasn't happened. Yeah, you don't get to decide that. We have kids. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to start drinking more water, which I actually have started doing um, because over the Christmas New Year period, mm. I think I maybe drank three glasses of water. 
oh, and they were mate. all to take painkillers with when I had a hangover. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> That's all water is to me. It's just like the medicine. Yeah. It's what you take the pills with. If you can't have Calpol because you're an adult, then yeah. I'll have the water medicine with the pills. Yeah. I, that's how I see water too. I'm so bad I don't drink water and, at all. But this last week or so, I've just been drinking so much water because I was like, my, I can feel that my body needs it. You've been drinking water sans painkillers. <laughs> sans painkillers. Well done, you. That's great. Uh, I also said I was going to do dry January uh, and I drank quite a lot of red wine on friday night okay so that's not happening i no, just I did get... have you done dry january before yeah and did it make you feel better did it work did it do anything for you not really Nah. i just think like i went out with all the intention of like not drinking so mm. i met up with two of my friends at my local because we, we went out for dinner because we hadn't really had chance to catch up over christmas and whatever so i get there meet my friend louise we're like being good we've ordered ourselves a diet coke oh well done my friend nat comes and she says all i've been thinking about all day is a glass of red wine and immediately order a bottle i was like i was like oh i'm doing drugs yeah i'll have yeah i'll have a glass of red wine and then we drank four bottles of red wine (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing i think this is the problem with dry january it's the same way that diets work in that if you put emphasis on it, it makes it easier to fail because mm. you're thinking about it all the time. And so actually, I think it's easy to just be like, I will try to drink less all of the time, slightly less, but I'm not going to stop myself. It's like stopping yourself from me. Oh, I'm not, I'm not allowing myself chocolate. Well, now I'm going to think about chocolate every single second of every single day. I was so viciously hung over on New Year's Day, though. I was like, if anyone shows me alcohol ever again. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good way to start dry January because I don't want alcohol ever. Yeah. I don't want it near me. Oh, no, I was not feeling well at all. So we're going we're gonna to get to New Year's Eve, aren't we? But we're going to do a recap of like our Christmas time. Like, basically, we're going to go over all the things that happened to us while we weren't recording this podcast because we were just too fucking tired. Yeah right yeah so we're gonna go step by step recap but we're gonna start at um the show right the we live are. show but, but before that, before that before that we've got to do our um week in a sentences week in a sentence i was gonna sorry call, we're just reminding called? ourselves of our own format here can you go first mm-hmm. uh, my week in a sentence is i am just so so sleepy <laughs> oh are you kidding so sleepy oh I'm sorry kitten all the time I'm so just sleepy. like I am like one of those tiny uh, tiny kittens that just can't stay awake if it's I sit still for too long I'm like for the for the listeners Sinead is currently wearing a bonnet with a yellow <laughs> yellow ribbon you're on the front of the I'm birthday card an Ebenezer Scrooge nightgown and holding a candle so, in a candle so holder sleepy I'm so sleepy. I am so annoyed that, um, and we'll get on to the reasons why, but I'm so annoyed that I'm so, so sleepy as well because I gave myself the time off over Christmas to recuperate and have a nice time and celebrate. And I've come out the other end like... So, so sleepy. So, so, you know, you know, um, you know the uh, token Irish boy in Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. And he loves Potatoes O'Connor. 
Potatoes O'Connor likes blowing shit up. Yeah. You know, every time he does anything and then it blows up because he's Irish. Yeah. Um, and he has that face that's like blackened and charred and he's like smoky hair. That's how I feel coming out of Christmas. <laughs> that's how I feel. And I was supposed to come out Feeling like... rejuvenated. I was supposed to come out like, have you seen that video going around at the minute of Psy? You know, the one who did Gangnam Style? Yeah. Of when he comes on stage? When he like his he's got one of those podiums that just like rises. Oh up. wow! And it's like wow, this guy knows how to make an entrance. That's what I thought New Year's was going to be for me. And instead, I'm potatoes O'Connor <laughs> with smoky hair. Yeah, I'm just I don't know what it is. I think it is literally just I am in recovery from the Christmas period because yeah. I yeah 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 drank and ate so much it's, for so many weeks, it's and a lot, I'm just like. The other day, I went for a walk after I finished work. And yeah. on a Monday, Darcy does after school club. So it's her first Monday back. So I was like, nice. Right, she's done. Like, she's at after school club. I finish at three. She doesn't need to be picked up till six. Wonderful. Oh, lovely. I'm going to go for lovely. a walk. So yeah. I took myself for a little walk, listened to my podcast, which was uh, about the rise of the Nazis. <laughs> Oh, lovely. Oh, lovely girl kitten. Kitten in her bonnet listening to <laughs> Nazi podcasts. It isn't just, it's a history podcast, so I wasn't like yeah, sure, 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 sure. listening to Nazi ideology. No, of course. Of course. But um, you just like to learn about, you know, the horrors of the past yeah, rather than the horrors, horrors of, of the, the present. present. <laughs> so I um, went for this walk. I came home and I was so cold mm. that I immediately had to like get on the sofa and wrap myself in a blanket to thaw out like chilled to the bone without mm. even trying without even I didn't even lay myself down to sleep I fell asleep sitting upright wow and an hour and a half later my phone was ringing mum was like do you want me to pick Darcy up from after school club I was like yeah uh. if your mum hadn't rang you would she have just been yeah like left yeah. wow I was out for the count Whoa. unconscious and the same happened a few days later um i sat down on the sofa to untie my shoelaces and take my shoes off and i fell asleep i think that's um narcolepsy yeah <laughs> i've developed post-christmas narcolepsy post-christmas narcolepsy imagine if that was a thing and then i get into bed i'm so so sleepy from that's the so, second so sleepy. i open my eyes in the morning and then i get into bed and i'm like <laughs> Like wide awake, like uh, like I've just done crack. What in the evenings? Yeah, when you're trying to sleep. But like I'm yeah, so yeah. so sleepy. Take make my way upstairs. I'm so, snuggle, so snuggle, snuggle, snuggle into bed. Yeah. Oh, so <gasps> oh my brain is ready. And to then think my about brain... all the things I'm embarrassed of from. Yeah, my brain years is ago. like, mm, better think about all the ways in which you are a fucking terrible person. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do this often. This is one that I think about so often. This is so sad. But um, when I was about, I'm going to say like 13, like, you know, the years where you're just shit anyway. Yeah. And my grandma had taken my brother out for the day and he came back and he came into my room and he was like, I've got you a present. And it was one of those like little trolls with the hair, which were the ones that you used to get in cereal packets. So I thought he just got it out of the cereal packet and gave it to me. And he was like, and I just said, I don't want it. I said, I don't want it. I'm not interested. And he like ran away crying and then my mum came in and was like really mad at me and he, she was like he bought that for you from a shop and he'd gone and bought it as a gift and come to give it to me and I'd just gone I don't want it 
And so when Rosie, I you're when, evil. I know, but when I like when I have that moment where I'm suddenly I can't sleep and I'm on crack, let's just think about all the terrible things you've done. That's always the first one I think of. I'm like, you're such a horrible sister. Has your brother forgiven you? Well, I told him about it. I I, I brought it up. With He's him. like, I've not thought about it. He couldn't since. Remember, he didn't remember it happening at all, actually. <laughs> He was like, what? I don't remember that. But I, I love like, that you've tortured yourself about it for 20 years. And even though even though he can't remember it, I still torture myself about it to this day. <laughs> when I'm trying to be snuggly because I'm so, so sleepy. So, so sleepy. You're a shit sister. You're the worst person that's ever walked the face of the planet. Oh, God. Um, what's your week in a sentence? My week in a sentence is, why is it that for the past, I'm going to say four days, Mm-hmm. Both of my children have taken on the role of Dickensian ghosts. <laughs> and it's, they take it in turns. And, and, and what, I, what I mean by Dickensian ghosts Are we talking is, about like the Marley brothers in No, no, we're talking Christmas children. Carol. Children, like sickly. They've probably died um, like in an <laughs> in orphanage. In the workhouse? They've died in the workhouse. They've got, they're wearing like rags. And they're coming back to haunt people. Please, sir, would not give them any more. Definitely not give them any more. But they're now presenting that to me. And they are children that have every single thing that they could possibly want and more. (laughs) Um, The example I'm going to give is this morning. Now, Lola, as we all know, is a local psychopath. She's very strong-willed. She's very confident. She's very social. She is no way near as sensitive as Ramona. She can hold her own. She got a black eye at a soft play party over just before Christmas because she got smacked in the face by someone. She was really upset about it, but once it happened, she was absolutely fine. She's a she is what my dad would call a bruiser. She is a bit of a bruiser, which is funny because she is so tiny. She's so tiny, but she's a bruiser and she can hold her own. And yet, this morning she gets out of bed and she's going, "Mummy." Mummy, where my shoes? Like this, and then she's, and then she's like, me sit on your knee, like this, and crying about everything. I'm like, yeah, you can sit on my knee. She sits on my knee, and then she do, she falls off my knee slightly, and fall is a strong word. <laughs> she moves slightly off my knee, and then she's like, oh, daddy, I fell on mummy's knee. This. And like that's the persona that they both have. Like, oh, and also she's requesting she likes Anna hair, which means a plait. But since I've put her hair in two French plaits every single morning, Mummy, my one Anna plait and Anna plait, pointing at both sides of her head. <laughs> my hungry. Okay, well let's go downstairs and have some breakfast. Not breakfast, Weetabix. And you're like, same fucking thing. <laughs> So that that why yeah. is that that is my behavior the week before my period arrives <laughs> <laughs> no breakfast she's practicing her pre-menstrual <laughs> she's practicing her pre- except pre-menstrual. no one is putting my hair in on a plat and on a plat on a plat on a plat from myself and apart from yourself and also you know when you get your Weetabix so Lola will be like I'll be like can you eat your breakfast please Lola <laughs> no me not do it you do it <laughs> so I have to feed her the Weetabix while she's going me want on her hair but it's this like whaley voice that they've both been doing and it's like their their poor poor Dickensian like crippled children yeah tiny fucking Tim tiny Tim mummy yeah Darcy's been doing quite a lot of that recently and it's so annoying 
So it must be a t- the time thing, right? Is it that they've got, like, they're going back to school, all of that sort of stuff? Yeah, I think Darcy's wanted to be babied quite a lot recently, but mm. also has been acting like a 17-year-old girl. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So she yeah. swings, like, yeah. she violently oscillates between... Yeah. Tiny Tim and Beyonce. T- Tiny Tim and Beyonce, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you don't know when it, it, each one is coming. That's the hardest part about it. It's like I can, I can guarantee that one of them will be Tiny Tim in the morning. Yeah. But sometimes Ramona will choose to be like, um, I don't know, like Beyonce's assistant has like put her hair wrong. Darcy's Naomi Campbell hurling yeah, yeah, yeah. phones yeah. at her assistant. Yeah, Ramona will be that sometimes in the morning, and it's like I have to sit and put her socks on for her, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, but sometimes she's Tiny Tim and you get Lola and Ramona and they're both Tiny Tim. Oh, mummy, is it morning time? <laughs> and then it's so creepy when they do that, especially when they come to you and they're in bed and you're in bed and yeah. they just kind of like loom over you with their pale face and their sunken, black circled eyes. Why do they always have such dark circles? They're five. Yeah. What do they have to worry about? What? They're not so, so sleepy. They're not so, 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 so sleepy. Me, so, so sleepy. They look at you, don't they? And I, and I just think to myself, looking at them going, are you practising to be in the chorus of Les Mis? Because <laughs> you would do a cracking uh, look down, I think, at yeah. this point. Because Darcy was so poorly just before Christmas. Like, it's taken her till now to look normal. To have a normal complexion of like, a child that is healthy and she not was so, dying. She's like pallid and with these big dark circles under mm. her eyes. Yeah. For weeks. Yeah. And and because she'd had a growth spurt while she was sick, she just looked like lanky and creepy looking. And there was I was watching. Um, we were watching. Oh, I'm such. It a made nerd. her eyes look so big in her head. But as yeah, well. like really, like like um a kid that you, like the ghost of a child when you're driving a car in the yeah. headlights like that. Like the fucking little match girl. Oh, don't stop it. Freezes to death on the streets. We've just been watching. We've just finished watching the sister. Have you seen that? No. It's like a crime thriller with Russell Tovey. Tovey. Yeah. The one with the big ears. And it's like a kind of, it's like a crime thriller, but it's got a bit of a ghostly element to it. And it really fucked me up. Like I was saying to Dave when we were watching it, I was like, I've got heart palpitations. I can't do anything I can get through this. And so now like my children are acting like Dickensian ghosts. I'm like, I'm really worried that I'm actually being haunted (laughs) by something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you are. You're being haunted by your own children. By my own children. And I will be for the rest of my days. (sighs) Okay, let's um, rewind rewind let's rewind to the time when we were a bit more um positive about our lives the 3rd of december we did our live show and we had an absolute blast didn't we rosie i think we did i can't remember Sinead. like that's how that's how little i remember of the sh- like i remember it but actually doing the show itself yeah it was a bit of a whirlwind but we yeah. did it it's exciting isn't it i remember like one of the things that really stands out for me in my memory is that we were stood at the back of the room before we went on mm. and our like our intro music was playing we were just stood at the back of the room holding hands and we were like this is it this is it I th- yeah i th- i vaguely remember that bit i bet i do remember that bit because we were like it, i remember being quite cold back yeah there. that back there was quite cold and then we went on stage and the first few I would say the first few bits that we did, no recollection at all. Mm. No recollection at all. But then I do remember finishing the show and then I think I immediately turned to you and I was just like, that is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, I don't know if that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I can't <laughs> bloody remember. I don't it. know what just happened. I don't know what just happened at all. But it was like, yeah, it was really, really fun. So we wanted to talk about that because we want uh, people listening to, to like messages and be like, you should definitely do more. Yeah, because we want to do more in the new year. More live stuff. More live stuff. Um, more stuff in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what we just want to say a massive thank you to everybody that came. Oh, yeah. Everybody that shared anything about it on social media, anyone mm-hmm. that wanted to come but couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, it was so good to be like, people actually came and all of those people like seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. Thank and you. they laughed. Thank you, we everybody. Yeah. Being, we can't thank you enough. Yeah. For. Um, I would like to do a special shout out to my friend Rianne because yeah. one bit of the show I do remember she did laugh a lot and I could hear her laugh and that made me very happy because it really like egged me on mm-hmm. um, but when we did our Pigtown sketch yes um, we made we basically made our own CCTV footage of a teddy version of Peppa Pig yeah doing crime yeah and we doing a crime doing a crime and we played it on, on the projector didn't we we did and as that was playing as we were sat in a detective interview room scenario fully in character fully in we character lanyards the lot um i whilst the cctv was playing i heard rianne say you you made that <laughs> like she just couldn't believe we'd actually gone out of our way to make cctv footage and that was um that was a joy i enjoyed that very much another special shout out goes to my mum who got the drunkest I've ever seen her and spent the whole second half heckling specifically you yeah Sinead move your big head that's yeah Sinead move your big head was one of the things that was shouted out more than anything else in the whole show yeah uh, that was fun also um, to your friends who took her to a taxi yeah. they were like we'll take we'll take your mum home we'll take her to a taxi because she couldn't even stand up and then ten minutes later was it Nat yeah Nat came, came running, running back, back. And was like, she won't get in the taxi because she's forgot her goodie bag. <laughs> so they'd obviously been standing with her at a taxi rank. And bear in mind, like, they're not fat, they're your friends. Yeah. And she's refusing to get in a taxi for them. Like, I couldn't just bring, bring it. her, it, bring but, it back. Bring it, bring it back. Yeah. So that, that was fun. But yeah, we had a really good time. We're going to do more live stuff. 100%. Um, we just need to, like, actually organise it. Yeah. We'll do some stuff, won't we? Yeah, we need to get through January 1st. Also, yeah. I want to give a big, massive thank you as well to people that contributed things to our mm. goodie bags. Yes. Um, so we've got Mill Lane Studio in Enderby mm-hmm. for some lovely hair care samples, which I've had some really great reviews on from people uh, that have well, used this stuff. Well, I can give you some good reviews because I <laughs> nabbed some of them for myself and they're really, really lovely shampoos. Um, who else? We've got... We should have made written a list, really, shouldn't we? We should have. Shall we do it as an Instagram post? We could write a list of all the people who gave us their business cards and things. Yes. And give them a big, like, make a shout-out. Because we just wanted to share all the lovely people who make stuff, right? And do stuff. Absolutely. And a big, huge shout-out to Julia as well, who lent us some beautiful hats to Gorgeous Which hats. I have still not returned to her. And she will, she will receive them back at some point in January. Yeah. And we'll sh- hopefully she'll listen to this and be like, okay, I'm definitely getting my hats back. Yeah, we've made we've made the commitment. We've made the commitment. Yeah, I think I was. I think she thought that maybe we'd both done a runner and that we were in like, I don't know, Sweden, Barbados, with the hats, <laughs> and that we were never coming back with the hats. Sorry, we're in Sweden and we're not coming back. Uh, no, but we are actually just in stay free, yes. and the hats are 
under lock and key in my house. Yeah. Oh, good lord, the hats are not in stay free. <laughs> yeah. No, no. We would Don't not worry. bring the hats to stay free. We wouldn't bring the hats to stay free. We're not stupid. Um, so yeah, the show was great, and then I think we should discuss our Christmases, our lead-ups to Christmas, our Christmas period. The main reason I want to bring this up, Sinead, is because obviously I had a fucking terrible time. <laughs> and I have lots to complain about. Shall we be, shall we do chronological? Yeah, let's go chronological. So 3rd of December we have the live show. 3rd of December live show. Following weekend, what did, what happened, Rosie? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Let's talk about after show because i thought i heard someone being murdered in my hotel room um it, uh so maybe you could very quickly explain what was actually happening because i stayed in a hotel just up the road from the cookie because i wanted to drink lots and not to disturb my children so me and dave stayed in a hotel room oh also side note when we we got ready at the hotel oh my god <laughs> so we stepped out of the lift there is a pungent mm-hmm. aroma of weed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I thought, fine. this is a good start for what is supposed to be a luxury apartment. <laughs> so, fine, whatever. So we walk to the room, the mm-hmm. room directly opposite Rosie's, the door is slightly ajar, and there appears, or uh, not appears, but... Definitely. The sounds coming from that room yeah. sound like someone is being assaulted, but liking it. In a sexy way. Yeah. So we hear... Oh, stop it. No, don't, 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 don't. It was horrible. Like, they were having, like, spanky sex, weren't they? Yeah. And it was really obvious that that's what it was. Very, very loudly. And the door was a jar. Which makes me think that they'd done it on purpose. Like, they wanted people to hear them, which makes me even more angry because we were in the room opposite. And I was like, how fucking dare you? So when we went into our room, I made sure I slammed the door really loudly so they knew (laughs) I could hear them. But they didn't do anything about it. Like, the room was, it was a jar the whole time. And then I had that horrible thought, because Dave was coming up as well. I was like, I had to be really specific with him about what room we were in, because I was like, what if he just assumes that that's our room because like, we've left the door ajar for him? <laughs> what if he walks in on said act? That would have been so funny though. Luckily he didn't, but can you imagine? Yes, yeah, so that was fun. Um, and this is all the, the delights of staying in a city centre hotel. <laughs> so so um, Rosie was so tired, so she stayed in the room, but I was absolutely starving because I yeah. hadn't eaten because I was too nervous to eat before the show so me and Dave went to KFC and um, <coughs> we got our food and I then immediately knocked uh, the to, you, like table number thing you things, broke something in KFC broke something you? in KFC yeah. and then walked directly into an Uber delivery driver's bike dropped it and knocked that over as well and Dave went oh you really are clumsy aren't you <laughs> And also, Dave said to me the next day when he was describing it to me, he went, to be fair to her, though, she didn't catch the bike. <laughs> like, he was really impressed that you caught the bike. And I was like, yeah, but she fucking knocked it over first. Like, how did she not see it? So uh, we've walked up to the... So it's like maybe a two-minute walk from KFC oh, to it, yeah, the yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max. And Dave said to me, um, do you want me to wait with you for your taxi? I said, no, it's fine. It'll be here in a second. So he's gone up. And I was just getting into my taxi when about 25 police officers came charging towards me from High Street. And you're like, it was just a bike, mate. I didn't mean to. And then I heard this blood-curdling scream. That's the scream I heard. And I was on my... I don't know if Dave was back. Either he wasn't back yet or he was, like, not in the bed with me. And I heard that scream. And I was like, someone's 
Someone's dying. Someone's being murdered. Yeah. So my taxi has then driven me past... Past the scene. The scene of what was going on. And um, it was basically a woman that was screaming because there was a really drunk man lying on the pavement. She was like, he's dead! He's dead! He wasn't dead. He, he was just dead. really, really drunk. He was very drunk. What were the police there for? Had he been... Um... I think maybe the police... Well, I don't know why there were so many police, but maybe they heard the scream and thought, wow, someone's been murdered. murdered yes, they, th- they came to the same conclusion as me. Quite rightly. It was quite scary. Um, but yeah, no one was dead. Just someone very, just a very drunk. Just man lying on the floor. Yeah. So that was fun. That was a nice way to end the evening, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And uh, Dave sat in bed and ate his chicken burger. And then we got, oh, we got a lovely escort back to your hotel from the staff of The Big Difference, didn't we? They helped us carry all of our merch with us, didn't they? They did. They were lovely. And they wore our t-shirts. Such lovely boys. So thank you for The Big Difference, because they are lovely. Mm-hmm. And we'll definitely be back, won't we? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's fast forward to the shit bit. Christmas time. Oh, we've missed an important event. Rosie. Oh, we have missed an important event. Do you know why I nearly missed that? because I had to be sober for it oh yeah that's why I missed it because I was like well it doesn't count because I wasn't smashed (laughs) but it does count because it was your 30th birthday party so I was having a quite severe existential crisis about turning 30 yeah Uh, now as a 30 year old woman she's she's 30 30, flirty and thriving yes Um, it's good being 30 isn't it now that I am 30, it feels much the same as being 29. Um, but maybe yeah. that's just because yeah. being 29 for me just felt the same as being like 22. Yeah, I think people are scared that being 30 means that you suddenly become quite old. But I found that actually my 30s have been more, way more exciting. I mean, I've had two children in my 30s, but like I don't feel... I, I think I actually I probably feel more youthful than I did in some of my 20s, hmm. which is interesting. So maybe it's all going to be fine. Yeah. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Anyway, you had a great party. Had a great party. Rosie got me the best birthday present. I did get. Yeah, I did. I did go to town. I hand painted you a shirt um, mm-hmm. that says on it, "Agent of Chaos, Creative by Proxy." Yes, because that is your your. I don't know your superhero name. Agent of Chaos, Creative by Proxy. I think My that. Instagram bio. Your Instagram bio. Yeah, that same thing in it. Same mm-hmm. thing. Um, but you had a really good party. So your mum and dad put on a fucking spread. Yeah. There were, what, four types of meat? Uh, there was beef, lamb, lamb pork, pigs in blankets. Lamb, pigs in bl- blankets. Beef, ham. Pheasant. Pheasant. <laughs> ham. I promise I'm pigs not a Tory. Lamb. My dad had just been given some pheasants by his friend. And he was really excited <laughs> to try cooking a pheasant. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, it was amazing food. You had your whole family there, all your friends. It was a great old crack. I was really annoyed that I couldn't drink because I had to like organise a market the next day and had to be up very early and I was a bit worried about it. Um, so I didn't drink. The best thing about it for me was that I, because I left very early, I then went to sleep, got up the next morning... I think I got up at 6.30 and the first thing I did was that I checked my phone and saw that you'd there was a story from Sinead so I clicked on it and it was from an hour before which was 5.30 saying why am I still awake and I was like well I'm glad Sinead's had a good day she's had a good old time and I'd like I was all fresh faced I'd had a proper like you know eight hours sleep and everything and you'd been awake until 5.30 yeah and then I went to see Hosier in Liverpool that night oh you did didn't you and cried for a night 
I, I did cry during Hosea, but uh, I cried in Birmingham New Street Station as well on my way to Liverpool. On your way to Liverpool? Yeah, because oh. all of the escalators were broken. So That's to, why you cried? So I had to walk up the escalators, but it uh-huh. wasn't the fact that I was having to walk up an escalator. Uh-huh. It was the fact that I was still like drunk from the night before. So you know when you're walking up a stationary escalator? Yeah, It makes lot. you feel like you don't have any legs anymore. Yeah. Um, so I got to the top of the escalator and burst, in, burst into tears. And then I saw Hosier, and he is phenomenal yeah. live. I, like I cannot praise that that show highly enough. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Good. You needed it, didn't you? Yeah. You needed that. And his voice is like transcend transcendental. It's just gorgeous mm. in every single way. Nice. And the band that supported him were also very very good. That's the last dinner party, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Sh- Sinead messaged me saying, "Oh, the support act that they were playing are amazing." Um, they're playing us. I can't remember what you said about it, but I was like, "Yes, Sinead, that's the band that I told you about and sent you this very same song." And you were like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> I was like, "This is the song about um, like wanting to fuck a priest or having yeah. Catholic guilt and being horny." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you were like, "Oh, you should. Yeah, this is amazing, Rosie." And I was like, "Yes, I've already fucking told you about them. <laughs> they're like a they're like a band of Kate Bushes, aren't they?" Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I definitely worth a listen to the last dinner party. Um, so you have a good birthday. Then it was nearly Christmas, wasn't it? Was yes. there anything going on in the lead up to Christmas? I don't think so. Well, because the kids finished. The kids finished on the twenty on the twenty second. So we didn't we didn't really go and do any of the like no. Christmassy activities. No, like, we didn't. We didn't even take a well we we saw Santa at the Kirby Muxlow Christmas light switch Ooh, on. What a, what a treat. Um but I didn't take her to like do any Christmassy activities no. or anything there wasn't time really. to was there no. it was just that weekend so would you like me to give you a lowdown of my Christmas and yes, how please. awful it was yeah okay so um, Christmas so the week before Christmas which was the week after your birthday mm-hmm. Lola got a stomach bug and I would like to tell you about the incident in Tesco because that was brilliant um, so she'd been complete like she wasn't well but because Lola can like hold her own a bit better like you don't think about it as much yeah and we went into Tesco and she was complaining the whole way around and then we got to the end of the end of one of the aisles and she just stood there and she just threw up everywhere so she threw up all over her dress all over her shoes all over the floor and all over my jacket and we were it was the, it, right in front of all the pigs in blankets <laughs> and this is important for the story because let me tell you a child being sick all over the floor does not stop people from getting their pigs in blankets. (laughs) There were just like hordes of people literally putting their arms like past Lola's head to grab their pigs in blankets. And I was like, have you no respect? This poor child, she was screaming at the top of her voice. So Dave went to go and get like one of the staff and was like, can you go and get some blue roll? And he was like, oh yeah. And he like saw the sick, he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll go. And he disappeared. I'm not kidding, Sinead. It was at least five minutes <laughs> until this man returned and he returned empty-handed and just said to us, I'm really sorry, I can't find any blue roll. You're a member of staff in, in a Tesco. How have you how have you lost the blue roll? Like, I don't understand how that's possible. So we were just, and I'd been stood there dripping with sick, just waiting for the blue roll. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So then I was like, I went into like mum survival mode. So I like took my jacket off really carefully, trying not to get sick on it and like balled it up. Mm -hmm. And then I 
used my jacket to wipe the sick off Layla's shoes because she was quite distressed about the sick being on her shoes. Dress, not bothered. Face, not bothered. Shoes, unacceptable. Very, very bothered. So I wiped my jacket over her sicky shoes and then I unbuttoned her dress and then very carefully like lifted it over her head so there was no like sick in her hair and like balled that up. And then I was wearing like a big dress and then like a tank top. So I took the tank top off and put that on her so she wasn't fucking naked in December. <laughs> in Tesco. In Tesco. In the refrigerator aisle. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like covered her up so she was actually wearing something on her top half. And then I just like gave the bald up sick stuff to Dave. <laughs> and then I Dave. was like, I'm going to take her to the car. And then, I mean, thankfully, by that point, another member of, of staff had arrived with a mopper bucket. No yeah. blue roll. Still no blue roll to be but seen. But to be fair, if you can't find blue roll and you're like, I need to clear up sick, bring them up and bu- book it anyway. I know. Idiots. But they also gave us a free bag for life to put the sicky balled up jackets in. So that was nice of them. And then we had to drive... Very generous. Very generous. And then we had to drive home with our sickly child. So that was the first... That was like the first thing that happened. And you know when your kids are sick and it's like, there's that... There's an instant like that happens, you know what I mean? Like they'll be sick somewhere in public or, or there'll be like an incident that you have to deal with. Yeah. And it's quite, it's not like majorly traumatic, but it kind of gets you, you what do you call it? Gets your back up. Gets rises you back your up, hackles. Rises your hackles. That was like the first moment for me and you're like, okay. You, and you kind of think to yourself like, okay, we've had the incident now. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. It was not fine, Sinead, because it just got progressively worse over the next three weeks. Oh. So Ramona is a sicky child and Lola is not. So Lola was sick once and she was unwell for a couple of days. But then for the whole of that week, Ramona was absolutely fine. And we were like, holy shit, I think she skipped it. She obviously hasn't caught it. Mm. No, she got it on the last day of school. So she threw up all of Thursday night and then she didn't get to go to her Christmas party on Friday because she was sick. And then she was like that until Christmas Eve. So on Christmas Eve, we were, like, trying to force feed her because it was like, you know, when you're like, if you eat, you'll be okay. Yeah. And she was... But they need something to... Well, they need something to throw up and they also just need some sustenance. They need energy. And she wasn't going to... It was like, you know when you know that if they eat, they're not going to throw up. Yeah. So we were like, we just needed to eat. And she was being really dramatic about it. I was like, it's Christmas Eve. For the love of God, please eat something so we can have a nice time. Mm. So she finally, like, by lunchtime Christmas Eve, she was fine. Christmas Day. Lovely. Santa bought them a rocking horse. Oh. Santa did them up a rocking horse, actually. <laughs> Santa Santa did some pretty neat shit on this rocking horse's hair to make it to a sparkly unicorn. Well done, Santa. Isn't he amazing? Congratulations, Santa. Congratulations, Santa, on being very artistic and crafty and, and putting an effort in for your kids. Santa and Ramona make? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had a lovely, lovely day. Lovely Christmas Eve, lovely Christmas Day and Boxing Day we drove all the way to Reading to see Dave's sister's sister and his mum dad and everything. And then on the way home on Boxing Day, our, the two and a half hour, hour drive, I was like, my stomach really hurt and I was like, I've eaten too much. Um, I shouldn't have had so much rich meat on Christmas Day, but that's what you're supposed to do on Christmas Day. You're supposed to feast like Henry VIII. You're supposed to feast like Henry VIII, but my stomach was like, no, no, I think all of all of that lamb you've eaten, you deserve to be punished, and now you're going to have the sickness bug. So then I was unwell, for the, I couldn't get out of bed for like three days, and it wasn't until the day before New Year's Eve that I was okay. But the day before New Year's Eve is when Ramona's next... <laughs> Tribulation decided to reveal itself 
Uh, so she'd been complaining that her mouth had been hurting and we thought she probably just had ulcers because she was run down. But no, Sinead, uh, Ramona had thrush of the tongue. Now, thrush of the tongue... Uh, for people who don't know, is as disgusting as you might imagine. <laughs> it's absolutely vile. It's like having a white diseased tongue that swells up. You can't eat anything, you can't swallow. Um, and um, hey, you'll never guess what. I mean, you will guess because I've already complained to you about it. Yeah. Um, but there is currently a nationwide shortage of the cream that makes thrush of the tongue better. <laughs> and you can't get it fucking anywhere, Sinead. <laughs> so that's how we spent our New Year's. Um, so <laughs> Poor Ramona. <laughs> So Ramona refused to eat anything. Uh, she barely, ref- like, we bought her natural yoghurt because, you know, like, natural yoghurt's good for thrush. Mm. All girls know this. I've never had thrush. You've never had thrush? Never. You've never had to slather natural yoghurt on your vagina before? No. Are you kidding me? No, my vaginal uh, <laughs> ecosystem must be... It is uh, plentiful and yeah. in balance at yeah. all times. She's, she's wow. very balanced. That's amazing. Okay, well, you... She's a balanced girly. What can I say? I can't wait to initiate you to the slathering natural yoghurt on your bits. I feel like if I've made it to 30 and never had thrush... Don't say it! Jesus Christ! What's wrong with you? I'll go home and immediately have the worst case of thrush known to man. You'll be necking cranberry juice like nobody's (laughs) business. Yeah, it's not great. But can you imagine it on your fucking mouth? Oh, it's awful. Um, really, really disgusting and horrid, and you can't eat anything. But Ramona's very dramatic, as we know. We've been through Ramona's drama, and drama. let me tell you, she turned that drama up to about a thousand because she'd already been ill as well. So she was just like the worst. And we were trying, you know, you try and explain to a kid like you're doing something to benefit them, like have some medicine, it'll make you better, and, and they they're like, use it. Absolutely, absolutely fuck off. not. And you're like, well, do you want it to continue? Do you want to continue feeling like this? All you have to do is swallow the medicine. And she just refused. And it got so bad that Dave um, uh, shoved a spoonful of natural yogurt in her mouth mid-cry. Because <laughs> there's literally nothing else we could do. So she spent the next two days like not being able to eat. She was in a terrible mood. like She was in a lot of pain, obviously. And she had a festering, disgusting mouth. It was... Oh, God, it was awful. Um, but it did get better. And we managed to get, like... We managed to get the medicine for it come through. Dave got it on an online pharmacy. That now, could have, like that could have been very dodgy. Imagine yeah. they sent you out like a shipment of heroin. I I'm not sure because I didn't see the website, but we may have bought it from a black market pharmacy. And and <laughs> Dave went on the dark web to get some thrush cream for Ramona's mouth. I mean, it. I don't know if it's questionable that he used Bitcoin to buy it. <laughs> um, but it didn't. Co- he said, "Oh, it's going to come next day," and I went, "It's not going to come next day, Dave, because, because it's New it's Year's New Eve. Year's, it's New Year's Eve." And he went, "No, it says next day by one p.m." I went, "Who is the carrier?" And it was, he said, "Royal Mail." I was like, "That's not coming till at least Wednesday, like <laughs> next day at one p.m. No chance." So she didn't actually get the medicine until like three days later, and he was. It was on like the Wednesday, which was like three days after New Year's Eve, and he was going, "It's twelve thirty, and it's still not arrived." <laughs> and I was like, "That ship, my friend, has sailed." <laughs> Um, so we did give her some of that medicine just as an afterthought, really. Yeah. Her oh, we might as well. We bought it off the dark web. <laughs> um, so that was fine. But then the week after that, Ramona had um, a daily tantrum that was like worse than The Exorcist. And I acted like a Victorian woman who um, had what do they call it when they're like when what did they call it when you were just really poorly? Was it like convulsion or something? Con- 
hysterical. Hysterical. Um, yeah, yeah, hysterical. I was just. What you needed to do was go to the Victorian, the Victorian doctor. Yes. Who would just finger you? Yeah, I, that's what I needed, and also give me heroin. That's yeah. why. That's why I needed all of all of that week uh, before they started. I'm prescribing you 15 orgasms <laughs> and some heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially that. That's what I needed. Her tantrums were so demonic that I just weeped for a solid week. They were so bad. Um, and I'm not going to go into too much detail about them because I don't want to. I don't want to get upset about it because she was just fucking awful. But this is the best bit about it, Sinead. On the Friday, so that week before the kids went back to school, Lola did go to nursery. Mm. And on the Friday, which was when I weeped the most because she had the worst tantrum, where we had to restrain her in, a, in the car seat and people thought we were kidnapping her. <laughs> that one, that that incident. I just spent the, the Geno's debacle. We call it the yeah, we call it the Geno's disaster. Um, and after that one, I had to spend at least five hours in bed weeping. <laughs> and Lola was at nursery, so Dave went to pick her up, and he came back, and he said he just walked in with Lola, and he just went, Rosie, I've got something to tell you. And I was like, Oh great, I'm leaving you. Not not only have <laughs> I got a demonic child, but it turns out that Lola probably is a gangster and has hit some kid at nursery that's all I need after a week of demon child um, but no it was worse than that Sinead it was worse than that far worse than anything you can imagine he said Rosie did you know that school is closed on Monday <gasps> they don't go back till Tuesday see that is how I felt at the end of the summer holidays uh-huh. when Darcy had like uh-huh. three inset days in a row uh-huh. and I was like I just needed to go back to school just go back to school no no sorry we're not opening until Friday yeah <gasps> so so they weren't open on the Monday and that's the day that Dave has to actually drive into the office and I was like I can't do it I can't I, I, oh sorry I Dave could, you're just gonna have to reinsert. I simply cannot you'll just have to leave your job but I did it no we did it it was fine I managed um, there was an incident um, that resulted on that day when I tried really hard to play really nicely with them both and Ramona had a tantrum which resulted in her screaming I just wanted to have a lovely day and I just wanted you to play with me properly surrounded by the Polly Pocket village that I had created <laughs> for her whilst make believe playing with the Polly Pockets and she was going you're just not playing properly yeah because children think that playing properly is you doing exactly what they tell you to do she didn't fucking tell me anything to do I was like I was explaining yeah. it to her yeah or they're like um, they're like well you your Barbie has to do blah 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 and then if you even like get one word wrong yeah they're like Ru- game ruined you just ruined Barbie's my day. in the bin mummy you'll ruin my day because you're not playing properly and then because I was so men- like mentally weak I was so fragile I started picking up the Polly Pockets through not kidding like full tears so I was weak like tears running streaming down my face whilst holding the Polly Pockets going okay Ramona I'll play properly it's fine I can play properly and I was like crying and then just like moving the Polly Pockets around the village going here you go this mouse is going to sit on this chair now and then I'm going to put this one over here and she's going to go to sit in the playground like this for about half an hour while she's just looking at me like what the fuck is wrong with you I'd been bullied by a five year old I was so fragile I was going okay no you're right I'm not playing properly am I let's do this properly so she's gaslit you (laughs) into believing you're not playing properly and then I start doing make believe through through like literally my eyes are streaming oh mate that's so tragic Lola's just staring at me and I'm going I think Mousy could probably go down the 
slide now. CK Mousy. I'm just crying through that. Oh. That's how my that's that's how my Christmas holiday ended. <laughs> that was the Monday. <laughs> Broke you. That was the Monday. Oh no. How was your Christmas? <laughs> well, I have to say my Christmas wasn't as bad as not yours. as traumatic. Yeah, you were. No one was riddled with thrush. So no, no one had thrush. Bonus points for you. Um, the week before Christmas, Darcy was off school most of the week because she had one of the many, many, many different viral infections that are going around. Oh yeah, she was really ill, wasn't she? Really ill. So when Darcy's not being annoying, that's how I know that she's like, mm. I should be concerned. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should start to worry. Yeah. So she just wasn't, she wouldn't speak. She was like just floppy, so pale. That's so scary when that happens. Her temperature was spiking and then coming back down and spiking. Mm. And she just wasn't, she didn't want to eat. She she didn't want, she was sitting still. Mm. And that's something yeah, yeah, that she yeah. never ever does. Yeah. So I was worried, try ringing the doctor. No, no appointments. <laughs> I mean, why did you try to ring the doctor? Um. So then I rang 111 um, because she started then complaining that her tummy was hurting. And mm. this was on maybe day three of her not being very well. No, mm, yeah, about day three or four of her not being very well. And uh, she started saying her tummy was hurting and I was concerned that she had appendicitis. So uh, around 111, they sent me to the pharmacy. I went oh. to the pharmacy because um, the, this can sometimes be a pharmacist in there that can like give advice or whatever. Mm. So I took her there and she was showing several of the red flag symptoms for sepsis. Yeah. Uh, she had a really elevate, elevated heart rate and her temperature... God. and and it, it was so scary yeah. luckily enough we then took her to the doctors and the doctor was like it's just a viral infection it's probably at its peak now yeah, yeah, yeah. but we'll, we'll start to just keep an eye on her um so we brought her home and she just she still wasn't her she, she still wasn't herself really on christmas day yeah yeah she just, it took her ages to shake it. Mm. And she was like sleeping in my bed because I was so worried about putting her in her own bed and not being able to check her yeah. temperature and stuff. So she slept in my bed for like over a week, um, which obviously meant that I was getting absolute shit quality sleep. Because even she when they're ill, even when they're like, you know, at, at the point where you thought you might need to take us to hospital, they still manage, even when they're like, they spend the whole day just on the sofa under a duvet staring at the TV. When Ramona was ill, she stared at the Christmas tree for 40 minutes. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like, just stared at one single bauble for 40 minutes. And yet, the second that they're in bed with you, it's like a fucking jungle in there. Yeah. I don't understand. She I don't... kicks. And she's taken a real growth spurt recently, so she's very long yeah. and skinny. So, like, her... she's really bony. <laughs> And they just so she's like, there's <sighs> elbows in my ribs, yeah. there's knees in my back. I was just like, okay, yeah. just fuck off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was sleeping terribly, and even on Christmas, and then we had the quietest Christmas day I've ever had. Yeah, there were no, there was no shenanigans. No shenanigans at all. For the first time in my life, I watched telly on Christmas Day. Wow. I've never watched telly on Christmas Day before. No, Mick O'Sullivan ripping his shirt open. No screaming at the sky. No. No. Wow. But did that feel good? No. I no, hated you were it. sad. You yeah. wanted party time. Yeah. Party time Christmas. 
But I just I wanted my family. Mm. I wanted my family around. Yeah. And like usually we'll have like fifteen plus for Christmas dinner. Bloody hell. And then more people will come over in the the afternoon. Mm. But the people that usually would come over in the afternoon were all sick. Oh, everyone's so sick. So they couldn't come. Yeah. And yeah, I we had our Christmas dinner, which was delicious, by yeah. the way. Yeah. We had our Christmas dinner, um, and then my nana and my uncle and his son left. And by Darcy came to me at seven o'clock and asked to go to bed. Wow. It's a lot though, isn't it? Because, it's a lot. Well, she never usually would do that, but she was still recovering yeah, from yeah, this yeah. illness that yeah. she'd had the week before. Yeah. Um, so by 7.30, I was sat on my sofa under a blanket watching the Greta Gerwig Little Women. Aww. And that made you sad. Yeah. You wanted party time. Yeah. Hey, it's 2024. Plenty of time for partying. I wanted to be singing. You wanted to be singing at the top of your lungs. What would you have been singing? some kind of IRA song probably yeah I was going to say I don't know why I asked that that's a stupid question of course um, doing a medley of the pogues so I want to say one thing before I ask you this question and it's as you were talking about Christmas day I was reminded of the, the best moment of my Christmas day is when it was revealed to me that my dad calls karate karate <laughs> Um, and this was at the Christmas dinner. This was around the dinner table. Why were you talking about karate? Because he, he, he said to me that he thinks Lola would would be really into karate. <laughs> you know what you want to get her into, Rosie? You want to get her into karate. And me and both my brother, because my brothers incessantly hound my dad and take the piss out of him. All three of us just immediately we were like, bang! This <laughs> this joke is going to last years. Yeah. Our, all of our heads snapped over to my dad. Sorry, what? I think Billy was the first. Sorry, sorry. By the way, my brothers call my dad and my mum by their first name because they know it annoys them. So Billy's like, "Sorry, Rog, what did you just say? Did you just say karate?" And he was like, "Yeah, karate. You know, you know, like martial arts, karate." We were like, "Yes, we know what you're talking about, but why are you saying karate?" Well, that's how they say it, isn't it? Karate. We were going, "No, Dad. I think you'll find it's karate." Um, so that was that was. Is a this joy. why you text me on Christmas Day asking, asking what Marika said? Yes, that's why because we were talking about things that have that have been mispronounced because we just didn't leave them alone. We just kept saying it and saying it, and like weeks later, we were like, "Oh, well, you know what you want to do, Dad? You want to get yourself into a bit of that karate." <laughs> um, so that was funny. But the question I want to ask to you is: Did you have a best present? Oh, for Christmas? Yeah. Yes. What was it? I got an Eleanor Boma apron. Oh, that is a... Yeah, 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 yeah. You wore it on New Year's Eve. I did wear it. You weren't really even cooking. <laughs> you still wore it. Yeah. You were making drinks, but you thought, I'm going to wear the apron. But yeah, well, I didn't want to spill ingredients all over myself. No, true. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, it's a lovely apron. It that is a lovely a apron. Lovely, but what I have found apron. is that once I have my apron on, mm-hmm. I'm in business mode micro ave mode i am i am nigella yeah i am michelle rouge jr yeah i am anthony bourdain does your does your voice change do you like speak differently i start you're... screaming yes chef at people <laughs> <laughs> no no i start expecting people to start screaming yes chef at me yeah yeah yeah. you get a bit gordon ramsay and i'm like get out of the kitchen yeah 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 okay okay i'm calmy in the bear you need like um you need one of those bells yeah the the, the apron goes on i'm not yeah. me anymore yeah yeah 
I like it. And, I'm, and you're so like productive as well. So if I put my apron on to make the dinner, mm-hmm. not only am I cooking the dinner, I'm also like cleaning up as I go. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, while I've got my apron on, I might as well go hoover the living room. Oh my God, you're like a domestic goddess. Yeah. Do you think that that's why, do you, I, we need to research. The apron has taken the wheel in my brain. Well, I think men must have invented the apron, <laughs> right? And they realise that something happens to women when they put an apron on. And then this hit its sort of peak in like the 50s mm. with the whole like nuclear Everyone family. Everyone had an apron on. All those pictures of them women in the 50s, they're all wearing aprons and it's like they're, it's like they've been drugged. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, must be a domestic goddess. Did you start to, I can imagine if I was an apron girl and I'm definitely not and I never want to wear an apron in my life. Um, but I can imagine, I think you definitely go very Nigella. But for me, I think if I was to do the... the I turn into a seductress. No, I think I'd go 1940s wartime. I think I'd go, there's a war on, don't you know? I think I'd be very Queen's English. I'm going to go and get some spam out of the pantry. Darling, darling. 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 Where's the ration book? Darling, I rather think we should make it to the uh, air shelter. What do they call it? Air raid shelter? Yeah. Time to get to the air raid shelter, darling. Rather. Yeah, that's that's how I see myself, I think. And I'm just like... I'll pop this in the microwave. And this just goes in the microwave for <laughs> 10 minutes. And I'm going to eat I'm it. I'm just with... going to essentially juice these lemons. And I'm going to eat it with my fingers at midnight out of the fridge. Oh, ASMR. We've got some ASMR going. <laughs> hey, New Year newers. <laughs> love it. I love that for you. Oh, I never want to put an apron on. What's Actually, your favourite Christmas present? I know what it is. What is it? What your favourite Christmas yeah. present is? What do you think it is? The Lucy and Yak boiler suit. <gasps> yeah. Well, there's a, a few contenders, but we have to talk about the Lucy and Yak boiler suit um, because Dave asked me. He said, "I've seen something on the internet that I want to buy you for Christmas, but I'm worried about it, and I think I probably need your help with sizing." Mm-hmm. So he was like, "I don't want to give it away, but it was obviously like an item of clothing." So I sort of gave him my opinion on what I thought my size would be. He didn't share too much information about what the item was which immediately immediately made me know that it would be a boiler suit <laughs> because because he was like really vague about it i was like well it's obviously a one piece and it's going to be a boiler suit because he knows i like boiler suits so not long before christmas i was like shift like sifting through instagram and i get quite a lot of algorithms for passenger because mm-hmm. like, we've got passenger coats and i noticed that passenger was selling a woman's boiler suit that is disgusting <laughs> It's not a nice boiler suit. And I, I figured that Dave was probably getting passenger algorithms as well because we've both bought coats off that website and yeah. we live together. So I was like, if he has bought me the passenger boiler suit, I am going to have to very sadly decline <laughs> said boiler suit and have him <laughs> no, return. No, thank you. And he kept saying, it's okay, we can return it if you don't like it. We can return it. And I'm like, can I though? Because the kind of the point is that you've got me a good gift, right? Mm. So I was really worried about it. He was terrified, bless him. He was so scared. And on Christmas night, when the girls had gone to bed, I opened it. And you know, like those sort of websites, like Passenger, their stuff comes in like a paper you waited bag. waited till the girls had gone to bed yes. to open your presents. Yeah, we get so we have so many presents to open because my mum goes fucking mental at Christmas and buys us all a million presents, mm. and um, I buy the girls a million presents. So we did our presents in the evening, and I opened it, and it was in one of those like paper, but you know those like robust paper bags yeah. that they can put in the post. And I was like, that's something Passenger would do. And I was like, oh fuck. And then I turned it over. And I saw that little, that tiny little Lucy and Yak emblem. And I was like, oh, fuck me. He's got me a Lucy and Yak one. 
and I opened it and it's like that kind of Carhartt camel colour and it's absolutely perfect. It is beautiful. It's absolutely perfect. Fits you so nicely as well. And honestly, it was just, I was like such a dream. I was like, this is the nicest thing ever. And he was like, I, he was so relieved, bless him. He was so relieved and it looks great. So yeah, Dave wins Christmas. Yeah, Dave does win Christmas. he got me the best. And I wore it, I wore it um, when we went to my auntie's house and I walked in and I said, I was like, this is the gift I got from Dave. And I was like, ooh, my dad immediately said, oh, you're going to start doing carpentry with him. Fuck you, Rog. Karate. <laughs> karate, Rog. Um, no, I'll just wear it while I do some karate. <laughs> yeah. But my mum was like, this is how I know, like, I think this is when Dave realised what a great job he'd done. Because my mum was like, oh my God, it's so nice. What size is it? And then I told her and she was like, can I try it on? Because she immediately was like, Rosie looks amazing, must have one. So Dave was like, cat, you got the cream. Like, it did good. I did, Daddy did good. He did great. So yeah, well done him. Um, yeah, I got some really good gifts, but um, Christmas generally was shit. So um, <laughs> and I complained about that endlessly. Um, I think is that it? Oh no, New Year's Eve. Let's talk about New Year's Eve very quickly before we go. Um, New Year's Eve was hosted by Sinead O'Sullivan. So we've got into the habit, haven't we, of having like a party in the daytime with the children. Yeah. So that we can all get smashed, but also go to sleep early. Which is a tradition that I really hope continues. Yeah. For all, moving forward. As long as all our kids are little. All the girls in our group, I hope you're all listening. Yeah. Uh, um, that will continue. Yeah, yeah. Who's hosting next year? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would like to host. If I can fob the dog, the mad dog on someone, maybe I could host. But um, our, our, our dog would um, ruin eat everyone yeah. yes <laughs> uh so the the general vibe is bring the kids get dressed up yeah um have a bit of a snacky spread yeah. and bring the ingredients uh for a cocktail of your choice and we all and yeah. some fizz which wasn't fizz. even a stated like that wasn't a request all of us brought fizz all of us brought fizz we had great. a table full of fizz a table full of fizz and a cocktail that everyone made great what a great setup we've done that for a few years now and long may it continue yeah oh and now we, and we also have the tradition of doing an award ceremony oh yes we do do an award ceremony yeah, uh, yes. which we did this year last year we presented everyone with the top of a pineapple to pretend like it was a trophy while they gave their accept acceptance speeches yeah. this year we didn't have a pineapple handy so i just picked up an apple out of the fruit bowl and the so, first person who reason. won Oh yes! Mitch took a bite out of the apple. We're like, that's not your apple, you prick. I've and then on that round. And then, without anyone even saying anything, yeah. every single person that accepted an award took, took a bite out of the apple. Yeah. I don't know, Shane. I think you're misremembering this because I have a feeling, and I will ask Dave this, and he will rectify it for us because he will remember. I'm pretty sure we forced everyone to take a bite. <laughs> oh, it just sort of happened. Like everyone just took. No, no. We. I think we made them. I'm pretty sure we were like, now you take a bite. I don't care about the germs. And then we rounded off the award show by giving ourselves an award for being uh, for amazing. Podcasters of the year. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and Because yeah. no one else gave us a fucking award. <laughs> we, we both took a bite out of the apple at the same time. Like Lady in the like Trump. Like Lady in the Trump. It was a joy to behold. And whoever took that photo of us. I, I love, love that photo. Love that photo so much. It's adorable. I want it framed. In fact, I might print it and frame it. Um, yeah, I so we also did that. want it framed. Let's do that. We'll do mm. that. We can make that happen. And maybe I could do a little plaque with Podcasters of the Year underneath it. Oh my God. I'll do that. I'll do that. That's, yeah, I can make that happen. Um, 
So New Year's Eve, what happened? What exciting things happened? We had some nice cocktails. Was it you who made the chili margarita? Who made a chili margarita? That was sick. I made In a good way. The, I didn't make a chili one. I made like was a it? cranberry margarita. Oh, maybe it was that one then. There was a margarita that was really nice. Yeah, I made a cranberry margarita. Um, there was. I made some kind of gin concoction. Yeah. I think. All sorts, lots of, lots, lots and of lots of margaritas. I drank a lot of tequila. Lots and lots of booze. Lots and lots of booze. Um, um, we did an early countdown. We had glow sticks. Glow sticks. For the One kids. of the glow sticks got accidentally broken, so Darcy had like glow stick juice just artistically Jackson Pollocked across her face. I think it might have been Lola's because when we got home, <laughs> Lola was also Jackson Pollocked. <laughs> with orange glow ah uh, you know what at the end of the night i was jackson pollock <laughs> so we left like fa a fairly kind of um you know reasonable time i think we went home about like nine or something i was trying to bully rosie into you were trying to get over. me to stay and i was like for the last two weeks that i've had i am i'm simply not going to sleep in any other bed but my own <laughs> not gonna happen um but did you stay up much later did you have a big old yeah i did not party? go to bed until half past five half past five again yeah. wonderful so you you stayed till your brother and his mates got home didn't you so yeah. you could have a bit of a proper party without the kids right yeah well because gina stayed over so yeah. we me and gina took the kids upstairs mm -hmm. and put them to bed darcy fell asleep so quickly yeah and then i looked over and gina and freddie were both just conked out and i was like i'm not gonna wake gina up but then i also was like i'm not ready to go to sleep yet yeah, i'm sorry so i went downstairs and my brother had come in with his well my brother's friends had come um and we just hung out we ended up having a game of articulate at 4am good lord good uh, and then lord. i felt violently ill of course you did on new year's day of course good way to start the year that's yeah. why dry, dry january can be a good thing isn't it yeah yeah um okay so that's our recap yeah at the at the end of 2023 do we have any goals or plans moving forward in well, 2024 we've, we've definitely got lots of goals and plans for this podcast yes because we're going to make it more successful definitely That's for sure we're going to yeah. do more of it we're going to do more live stuff we're going to put more stuff out there more content more interviews we're going to actually interview people this time yeah we're we? going to have guests on the show we're going to have actual guests um we're not going to record here for much longer are we no we are not because um we're going to buy some microphones and we're going to record at my house in your lovely room your lovely gorgeous room which was not lovely and gorgeous at the end of the new year's party no i can imagine those children were going feral in there weren't they yeah yeah there was just crisps of popcorn crisps all over popcorn the floor. everywhere your light was on the blink so it was flashing like they were in some kind of like yeah because i kept saying wave. like why don't we turn the light off and they were like no we like it like this we like the epilepsy light <laughs> yeah. honestly i don't know how they could stay in there it was hurting my brain yeah the rave um, room the, yeah the rave room um do you have any like personal goals apart from being nicer to yourself not really. Oh, no, I do. What is it? 2024 is the year that we find Sinead a nice, stable relationship. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I've appointed Rosie as my dating probation officer. I'm, I'm going to be Sinead's dating probation officer. We meet, like, every couple of weeks just to discuss, like, where she's been. So far... Give her a curfew um, if we have to. <laughs> so far, we, uh, there's been no movement on that goal. No, that's fine. It's early days. It's early days. We've it's only January. In. Yeah, yeah, it's only January. We'll get January out of the way. Um, and we're gonna get some, get you some sweet ass, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We're gonna find you a nice boy who looks after you and is kind to you, or a nice girl, or a nice girl, a nice 
human. Nice person. A nice person who's going to be good for you and makes you feel wonderful and beautiful mm-hmm. and all of those things. Yeah. I have many I have many ideas. Um, do you I? have many ideas, do you, Rosie? I just have many ideas of like how I'm going to make you see sense about your worth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it in... may involve waterboarding. <laughs> because in the first two days of the new year Mm -hmm. i had three different friends independently send me the same instagram post and i was one of those friends yeah and it was i can't remember what it was but it was something about like loving yourself something about seeing your own worth let me just find it my new i've got it my new year's resolution is to stop wondering if i'm good enough for other people and start wondering if they're good enough for me yeah and i have three different friends send that to me independently of each other hello fucking you hello fucking lulia Luya, yeah amazing um i don't know i've not really thought i've honestly i've not had a chance to think about if i have any goals for myself because my children have been so all-encompassing and overwhelming yeah i haven't had one second to think about what it is that i want actually i feel rosie like your goal for the year is to give yourself a bit more leeway i don't think you give yourself enough credit for how hard you work oh that's so sweet how much you do thank you thank you so much you're so welcome that's very nice maybe i'll do that maybe and also also another goal for the year is i want to finish my sleeve oh mate that's that can be that's our like dick move new year's resolution what's your new year's resolution get a shitload more tattoos (laughs) and that is one i can definitely promise to keep and that is one you can promise to keep i'm going to tattoo you yes I'm going. To, I'm not going to tattoo you. You are absolutely 100% not going to tattoo me. Don't you dare come near me with a needle. Um, but yes, we're going to get more tattoos, mainly from Sophie. Shout out, Sophie. Big shout out to Sophie. I'm seeing her tomorrow. Very excited. Um, and yeah, I'm going to tattoo you, definitely. Multiple times. Multiple times. It's going to be wonderful. Um, what is your love of the week? My love of the week is... A slicked back ponytail. I, do you know what? Every time I see you or my friend Sean with a slicked back ponytail, it makes me absolutely furious that I've got a fringe. <laughs> it makes me so angry because you d- just look so like sophisticated. And... It's a style I only started getting into at the end of last year. Yeah, it's fairly new for you, but you, yeah, you rock it. But I feel like it, it works. just makes my life so much easier because my hair right now is disgustingly greasy that's okay i I don't think i've washed my hair for like 10 days that's normal don't worry about it pal um the slip back pony pony is solving because i can just put i've got my oil in at the minute so i'm gonna wash my hair when i get home and then my hair will be luscious tomorrow i'm very annoyed that i can't do the slip back ponytail but that's my slip back pony a a slick back ponytail with a pair of gold hoops stacy dooley earrings and a slip back ponytail that's Mm -hmm. all anyone needs beautiful um my love of the week so my love of the week is um well it's it's a type of food but it it comes from um a kind of dispute with a friend of mine uh so my love of the week is aldi's and that there's a there's a long list here but Uh aldi's sweet selection yeah um aldi now do like a fake knickknack oh which is lovely um, Aldi do a fantastic cheap frozen margarita pizza um, and Aldi do what's the other thing that they do really well that I've forgotten 
it's probably something sweet based but all of these things I would say are superior to all of the other supermarkets mm -hmm. and the reason that they're my love of the week is because I have an apology to make to my good friend Sean who does a good slip back ponytail so my friend Sean works for Aldi mm -hmm. and she's like one of their buyers she's got a banging job she's wonderful business entrepreneur woman of the year girl boss girl boss of the honestly <laughs> girl boss of the decade girl boss of the decade um and i very recently messaged her to let her know that i really fucking hate aldi's weetabix they are so shit the, in, the integrity they're like they they're Honestly, they're like smoke, the amount of milk that it takes for them to disintegrate is disgusting, right? Yeah. What you want from a Weetabix is when you add the milk for them to stay solid and yeah. to soak up all of that milk. Yeah, yeah. So that the mouthfeel You want, you is want a high absorbency. Right? Aldi Weetabix do not provide that at all. <laughs> and it makes me very upset because sometimes we have to go to Aldi. We usually do our big shop in a little but we've quite recently had to switch to Aldi because Ramona's dancing school has moved location. And so we were buying the Aldi Weetabix and I was not okay with it. And I thought, seeing as Sean works at Aldi, she could probably do something about it. Buy different so Aldi. So I messaged her, you need to speak to the people in charge of your Weetabix, mate, and you need to get them sorted because the integrity of the Weetabix is not good enough for a family household. And what was her response? Well, her response was that she thought it was quite funny. Um, and, and then I think my other friend Rianne thought that this was like a smite on Aldi and she's like alright mate now what's wrong with the Weetabix and I was like I'm sort of joking but also sort it out she was like I'll see what I can do but I mean she's not a miracle worker um, but since then I felt so guilty about the, the jip that I gave her for said Weetabix that I feel like I need to make amends so now I just um, want to constantly list all the things from Aldi that I like <laughs> Um, they're uh, they're like what are they? They're called the something lions that are the Percy pigs of Aldi. Oh, oh. are they like Leo lions? Leo or lions, Leonard the lion, or something. Sensational. Oh, they do like That's a they cool. do like a kind of um, you know like a sour Haribo mix, mm. but a massive bag of them. Lovely. The, the crisps, wonderful. They do a fantastic pigs in blankets posh crisp. Oh, the best yes, of the best. You, I think you brought them to the New Year's Eve party. Best of the best. I have to say, at the New Year's Eve party, probably my favourite thing on the snacky table was the whipped feta dip. Oh, yeah, that was good. Where was that from? Sainsbury's. <laughs> of course it was Sainsbury's. Of course it was Sainsbury's. But we, um, because I was like, oh, we'll get pizza. We didn't need to order pizza, pizza because the, sp the snacky spread was... We bought so many good snacks, didn't we? Elite. Very and you know what yeah. was it a smash hit? Mm. The crudités. The crudités were good. Every single cucumber stick, carrot stick, yeah. pepper stick. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Tomato gone. gone. Cheese gone. Meat gone. Lovely. The whole thing was lovely. Um, what's your loathe of the week? My loathe of the week is my tummy hurting. Oh no, you're very, very sleepy and also your tummy hurts. I know. How, Why does your tummy hurt? How can I be expected to survive in these conditions? You've got to you've got to do your you've got to do a job yeah. with a poorly tummy. You need one of my poorly tummy club t shirts, I don't do. you? Yeah. Yeah, it's just I think since Christmas, over Christmas my tummy yeah. was hurting a lot because Me I was too. 
eating like Henry VIII. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. I think my tummy got used to that. Yeah. And now it's like, well, what do you mean you're not feeding me? Where's my turkey leg? <laughs> Why are you not like giving me roasted swan every day? Yeah, not acceptable. Um, so yeah, I've just been very CP and my tummy's been hurting and I've just had my period and oh. that was making my tummy hurt a lot. Oh, kitten. But I just don't like having her. Well, this is why. So, I, for those of you who don't know, I made a T-shirt that's got like one of those crying heart tattoos on it, and it says "Poorly Tummy Club." And what I remember, one lady coming over to me at market, being like, "Is this a club? Is this like a thing I don't know about?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" She was like, "Is it an actual club?" And I was like, "No, it's just like a kind of solidarity with people whose tummies hurt. Do you not get a poorly tummy?" And she just looked at me like I'd slapped her, and I was like, "Who?" are you well how can you not know what it means to just have a poorly tummy yeah. we all have a poorly tummy all of us have poorly tummies who are you well you're either a poorly poorly tummy girl or a headache girl or a headache girl yeah i'm not a headache girl i'm more of a poorly tummy girl I'm than a, a headache po- girl. i'm a poorly tummy girl Maybe but then that means girl. that when i get a headache i feel like my whole world is coming to an end i could have a headache for half an hour and that's all i'll talk about why does my head hurt what's wrong with me and dave's like have some paracetamol i'm like no but my head hurts i've got a headache take some paracetamol i get like i used to get really bad migraines when i was younger did you and i still like i kind of grew out of it but i still get probably one migraine a year Mm. and it is the worst day of Of my year every single year yeah because my head will just be in excruciating pain and that will not leave until I've been sick. Oh, really? You have to be sick? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. So... I don't know how people cope with headaches. I know Dave gets more headaches. I don't I do. know. I don't know how the headache girlies are getting through life, but... As solidarity. A, as a poorly tummy club girl, yeah. I'd like to say solidarity to the poorly headache girls out there. Yeah. We're with you, mate. Must yeah. be awful. Oh, What's your loathe of the week? My loathe of the week, <laughs> apart from your children, <laughs> apart from my children, who I really do loathe. I mean, I loathe them. <laughs> I really do loathe. I loathe them less this week because they've been mainly at school. But I really did loathe them the week after Christmas quite a lot. Um, my loathe of the week is so. Have you seen the new Harlan Coben series on Netflix for with me Michelle once? Keegan in? Yes. 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 We're about halfway through it. What a great series it is. All the Harlan Coben series are wonderful. Crime thrillers with twists and turns at every point. Mm. And the, the reason plot thickens. the plot thickens and thickens and thickens. But I put it to you, Sinead, that um the writers of the Harlan Coben series and any other crime thriller series that does very, very well on Rotten Tomatoes and such places, um, are not very good at writing in small children. So my loaf of the week is any kind of crime thriller that involves a small child because every single one of them is so impeccably behaved that it really is quite angering. Yeah, and like in in the one with Michelle Keegan... Her dad's just been shot. That kid's playroom is immaculate. Uh Uh-huh. That kid's playroom is immaculate. That kid seems quite happy to sit on an iPad for three days at a time. That Lovely. kid is quite happy to be taken away by any person on the planet <laughs> with no problem whatsoever. Lovely matching pink sofa and chair in that playroom. Uh-huh. I just don't... This this is this idea that, like, when traumatic things are happening in families, that the small kids just are like, OK, bye, Mummy. Our Mummy's gone to go and look for someone in the woods, but I'll be OK. Yeah. She's yeah, two. She'd be kicking the fuck off. Yeah. Her mum, like, assaults the babysitter. Uh-huh. And then puts her in nursery and then seemingly doesn't pick her up for two weeks. Yeah. And, and does the child know? No, child's just stomping around going, Ah, Mummy, smiling away. 
I just it just really annoys me because it really gives off this idea that kids are really easy. Yeah. And like that kid would not be behaving like that under those circumstances. Yeah, they're such an all. afterthought in the writing, aren't they? Such an afterthought. And it's like, oh, oh, mummy's mummy's having problems with like this kid is just like, oh, hello. Hello, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And mum's like going around with a gun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. There's one bit where she takes her to bed and she goes... So that she's lying, the ba- the kid is lying in bed, and Michelle Keegan, we won't call her by her character's name, we'll call her Michelle Keegan. Michelle Keegan puts her hand on her head, strokes it, and goes shh 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 shh, like this. There's about a three second pause. She takes her hand away. She stands up and leaves the room with the suggestion that the child is asleep. Are you out of your fucking mind? I don't know one two year old that, that that behaves like that. Like, all it takes is a asleep, gone. That's me. Dead to the world. <laughs> if just... Michelle Keegan stroked my head and went, shh, 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 I would be like, asleep. Yeah. Because as, as previously mentioned, I'm very, very sleepy. Very, very sleepy. And you've got the, uh, what do you call it? The January, January narcolepsy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the January narcolepsy. So yes, this is just a shout out to anyone who writes for TV yeah. Please think more carefully about what the small children are doing because every single one of them is way too well behaved. Yes. None of them behave that well. Yeah. None of them are that good. I agree. And they're obviously having to a- ask those children to act like that. Like, can you be be happy? Be ha- Why don't you just let those children, instead of like giving them an act or a part to play, just tell them to act naturally mm-hmm. and behave naturally and react naturally. And let me tell you, they will kick off. Yeah. At any given opportunity. If you say, uh, so your dad has just been shot. Let's. We're going to go to his the first scene. The first scene. They're at his funeral. And she's like, holding the mum's hand, like smiling. Uh-huh. Everything's fine. Why are all these people In crying? Her, like Princess Charlotte, get up. I, I know. And that always look immaculate as well. Always look immaculate. If Darcy has been awake for more than three hours she literally looks like she's just been hit by a car yeah oh also there's the bit in it where she's um they're having like her lunch and she's got one of those sort of like bamboo plates with one of those like bamboo spoons and she looks to be eating something incredibly healthy Mm. it it was like vegetables or something and she's just picking uh, michelle keegan is going yeah you're eating your lunch and she's picking up the spoon and she's feeding herself and going like this and i was like I'm sorry, what planet do you think yeah, we're on? Yeah, that bamboo plate would be more accurately filled with Watsits and a, a disrobed sausage roll. Uh-huh. And if it did have healthy stuff on it, that healthy stuff would probably be on my face rather or, than or in the, the bowl. Or the floor. with her screaming. It's just, it's unrealistic and I'm sick of it. Yeah. And I don't think it would take away from the drama if small children portrayed... Were making things more difficult. Were also yeah. making things more difficult because it would be. Like, this woman is losing her mind... Um, I, I think that the child would also be losing her mind mm. and that there would be repercussions. Yeah. Oh, look, the, the guy in the army outfit's going to take your child away now. Bye. Bye, mummy. That's fine by me. If, if any... I mean, you might be different for Darcy, right? Because you're a single parent and she has to be looked after by lots of different people. But if someone like that, that Ramona barely knew just came round one day and I was like, see you later, I've got to go and solve a crime... <laughs> There's, there'd be absolutely no, no way I'd be allowed to leave the house. Mm. This is why I'd be a terrible detective. That's the only reason I'd be a bad detective, <laughs> is that my child wouldn't let me leave the house. 
Yeah. Mm, Darcy would... Darcy's quite happy to go with most people. Yeah. So in that in that scenario, she'd be good. She'd be all right. She'd be like, yeah, of course I'll go with. I the, mean, especially if it was like a handsome man handsome in an man, army yeah. uniform. Yeah. I'd I just like, I just of course I'll go with the handsome man, mum. I've got to hope that no one in my family's family gets murdered under suspicious circumstances, because <laughs> otherwise I would not be able to solve that crime. <laughs> this that I just wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be allowed to. I just unfortunately would not be allowed to solve that crime. No. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, like it's your job to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's the unrealistic thing about the Harlan Coburn series. Is <laughs> that she's oh the kids eating its fruit and vegetables. Okay, well that was fun. That uh, was a good recap, wasn't it? So happy twenty twenty four. Happy twenty twenty four. Yeah, you're tired little kitten. Yeah, so sleepy. <laughs> Uh, give us a follow on Instagram yes. or TikTok. We're yes. going to start doing more things on there. Yeah, and we will. Shortly, we will have a mailing list for you to sign up to, so you can keep keep abreast of what's going on in the yeah. milf verse. Milf verse, I like that. Yeah, cool. Okay, let's um, let's go and have a little sleepy, shall we? Just a little sleepy. Little sleepy, because our tummies are hurting. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.